0: Order up. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Oral Podcast. I'm Terrell Williams. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. Also, this is the very first episode of the Oral Podcast in 2020. So, Happy New Year to everyone. I hope you have a safe, prosperous, and a very great new year. So, in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the video game that just came out towards the tail end of 2021. I think it came out in like September or October of the year. And honestly, it's my personal game of the year. I didn't play a ton of game that came out in twenty twenty one last year, but definitely came up. I was very skeptical about the game when it released or when they announced it back in twenty twenty, of course with all the Marvel's Avengers stuff and how that game didn't quite go as planned. And so I needed to see how the Avengers game would or how the Guardian of the Galaxy game would turn uh, would turn out before I bought it. I actually bought it from GameStop for about thirty bucks. I really, really enjoyed it. I was telling my uncle it takes me back to those PS3 Xbox 360 type of game where it's a single player experience. No online component, no DLC, no microtransactions. It's just kind of point A to point B. Finish the story. It's about 15 to 18 hours probably, give or take. And it was just a really fun experience. And um Idols Montreal did Guardians of the Galaxy where Crystal Dynamics did Avengers. And I really hope Idols Montreal they get another crack at of uh, garden of the Galaxy. I hope they get another one. I hope they do a second one. Is this is how the game ends. There might be a way that um, we might get another Guardians of the Galaxy game. Because I think it was pretty well received for the most part. And a lot of people really, really enjoyed it. It's a lot; It hit a lot of Game of the Year awards for like different people, for their like personal Game of the Year and stuff like that across YouTube. It did really well. I'm not sure about the sales numbers, but I think the game did pretty solid. And also, before I keep going in this podcast, spoiler alert for the story for Guardians of the Galaxy, any of the little nuanced thing that I talk about some easter eggs and things like that we're gonna hit like bits and pieces I don't know if I want to do the entire story kind of give a little bit of a retrospective I'm not sure how this is gonna turn out but definitely spoiler alert if you want to play the game so you don't ruin the experience I think one thing that Baldur's Gate the Galaxy I really like is full of surprises like and I agree like one of the weakest parts of the game is the combat it's kind of irky-jerky you run around a star lord and that was like really one of the first things that they showed off and it kind of like, uh, maybe it might work, uh, like the combat's not the greatest, but it's is solid for what it does. Where you do get to troll the other guardians, and one has four moves, you have three moves that you can unlock, and there's a fourth move that unlocks through like, almost like a loyalty mission that happens in the story, kind of like the loyalty missions in, um, Mass Effect. Actually, someone on Facebook was saying Guardians of the Galaxy is like a cartoony Mass Effect, which is actually a very good description. Because it does feel a lot like Mass Effect. A lot like Mass Effect. You're always with your crew. Your crew is really a big part of you. You do make some decisions and things like that. I actually want to look on YouTube to see how your decisions change different parts in the game. Which I do want to look up. But yeah, it's not really a morale system. But you do get to do certain things. Kind of like in the early part of the game. In the tutorial section, the early part of the game. You get to pick between either hiding the space llama that you find. Or... Or you get to hide these illegal weapons that Rocket has from the Nova Corps. You get to pick. So I'm really curious to what happens. I personally picked hiding the weapons because I feel like you hiding the llamas kind of whatever. Like you'll just get a fine. But hiding the weapons might you know, the weapons could be really, really big. You know, they could be that that could lead to something. So I'll like, you know, hide the weapons and we'll just get fined for um the llama. And later on in the story that comes back where you actually get into a dog fight. And because you have the weapons, you have to you have to like um, you have to like stall the guy you're gonna fight. And Rocket actually upgrades the Milano's weapons with the stolen weapons that you kept. that you hid from the Nova Corps, which is really cool. I thought that was really cool. There's also all the cutscenes are in engine, so there are no pre-rendered stuff It's all. That's how you make a lot of the choices. There's some really quick QTEs and you know, a lot of QTEs. There are like some sprinkled in active cutscenes because you are playing as Star Lord. You get to make decisions, and there are some dialogue options and things like that. I try to do mostly kind of jokey Star-Lord, but kind of serious, like not, you know, I didn't want to do dickhead Star-Lord. I want Star-Lord to be kind of cool, kind of funny, but kind of loving too, so he becomes more mature over time. You can can make Star-Lord a complete dick, and actually in a lot of the dialogue, there's there's a few of them where you have to choose an option. But certain dialogue options, you can literally just say nothing and just let the the team just kind of talk, which is really interesting. But these, these like but there are like a bunch of really cool just moments in the game where it's like oh that's kind of fun like the way like the way you kind of solve certain these like um i guess in like cutscene puzzles where you know there's moments Like one of the biggest moments is you have the creature that you're fighting in the game Magus he's like or like Peter's kind like, of so he's sort of dreaming kind of and Magus is like eating up he eats up all the guardians he's kind of eating up the world and Starlo's running away from him but Star Lord can hear his self as thirteen telling them like, you know, we don't run, we need to be a hero, we're a hero, like heroes don't run. And you're running away from the thing because that's what your gaming instincts are telling you to do. But then you realize it's just the endless loop. Until you stop running and face Magus head on, and then Peter will pull out his guns and shoot it. It's, that's, I thought that was a really cool puzzle. Where it's a puzzle, and the game kind of tells you the answer, but you kind of have to figure. You have to kind of break your gaming instincts in order to pull it off. And there's a lot of those little moments. <clears throat> excuse me, in the game where like there's this moment where you're going through like the Nova Core like directory and stuff, and you're trying to figure out how to like, how to talk to the World Mind. And there's moments where like the team. Will come you can see their hands and they're like gonna press the wrong button You have to like slap their hands away really funny. It's <laughs> super goofy But I just love it because he gave it a lot of charm and I love how this is it One complaint I heard or that I saw was people thought it would be cool if they would have got the MCU voice actors But I'm like, that's one that's extremely expensive and two why would you get the why would you get the MCU voice actors for a game? That has no ties to the MCU like, that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. That wasted, And that's a lot of money. Because Chris Pratt, Zoe Zaldana, Batista, uh, <laughs> Bradley Cooper, like, Vin Diesel, they're not cheap. <laughs> so, why would you get them for a game that has nothing to do with MCU? Where you can just kind of get some pretty good sound soundalikes. Or they not even sound like. Just people that, you know, make the game their own. And I think all the voice actors did an amazing job. An amazing job. Playing their characters because the Guardians they've been together for a little while, but they're not quite a family yet. But by the end of the game, they become more of a family and they have a much bigger bond, which is really cool. Kind of going back into kind of like the loyalty missions where there's something that every Guardian has to get over, and when they get over that, they that unlocks their, uh, their ultimate move, mm, excuse me, in their like ability wheel. Which is cool. There's a lot of good references, there's like One of the coolest things is, like, early in the game, Drax is like, oh, you know what? Because you're on a mission to try and get a monster. Drax keeps saying, hey, we need to get Fing-Fang Foom. Let's try to get him. And Peter's like, no, we're not going to do that. By the end of the game, you actually do actually fight Fing-Fang Foom, which is really cool. It's super dope. They even do some references where, like, Fing-Fang Foom wears purple shorts. Because in the comics, he actually does wear purple shorts for some reason. That's really cool. Adam Warlock is in the game, which is really cool, because the story kind of ties around, really, the Soul Stone, which is cool, and Magus, which is Magus is actually an a Adam Warlock a villain from um, the comics, I think it was, uh, I can't forget, not X-Force, New Mutants, I think Magus is in New Mutants, and so that was really cool, also, Peter has, in his room on the Milano, Peter has the poster of Dazzler, which is really cool. Dazzler's an X-Men, so X-Men is in kind of this Guardian of the Galaxy game universe. So, I'm curious to, like, how will that go? Because I think some X-Men join the Guardians some point in time that happens. Um, But the game's really fun. I really enjoyed it. It's a fun story. The story's not super complex. There's, uh, there's a couple of twists and turns, but it's not super, like, deep. It's pretty straightforward. It's a comic book story. I love that they used the Mind Stone because, you know, we just, we just went through all the MCU stuff with the Infinity Stones and the Infinity Saga and all that stuff. But I think it's cool because I think cause the Mind Stone is a big, or not the, not the Mind Stone, the Soul Stone is a really big part of Adam Warlock's character and stuff. So I thought it was cool. And he says the big Guardians character. I thought that was cool that they put him in because if you go through, or when you go through the Nova Corps' like directory, you can go through, like, heroes and villains. You can see the rap sheets of all the Guardians. You can see, like, some of the good guys. And Alan Warlock's there, but he's, like, missing or something. They also show Nova Prime, uh, uh, what was his name? I'm saying, my brain says Reed Richards, but that's not Reed Richards. Like, my brain's saying, like, Michael Reed. That's not, it's something Reed, and my brain can't think of his name now but Nova Prime from the comics he's M.I.A. during this point in the story so I thought that like, oh maybe he'll pop up in the story at the end he does it which is kind of sad but I really thought he was going to pop up I need to look up Nikki because Nikki Gold she's a character in the game and then by the end of the game she actually ends up getting powers and she kind of joins the guardians prematurely they kind of take her in so she'll be like the fifth guardian and also the llama you end up saving Cammy. Is now kind of indirectly a Guardian too, which is kind of funny. Mantis is in the game. She's actually super dope. I thought we were going to see Mantis fight a little bit more. Because I actually saw Mantis is actually one of the best hand to hand fighters in the Marvel Universe, which is, I didn't know that. So you get to see a little bit of her fighting. Like you get to see kind of her stance. You can tell she' ready for smoke. But Mantis is really cool. Like she adds a really good layer. Cosmos is in it, which is really cool. This there's, there's a lot of fun references. There's a lot of, I think the Blood Brothers are in it, which I think they're. Like, you know, henchmen down the line. And also, one of the coolest things is, like, one of the first bosses is you fight the Dweller in uh, the dweller in Darkness. Which, if you just saw Shang-Chi, Dweller in Darkness is the big bad of that movie. So, I thought that was cool that we see the Dweller in Darkness in the MCU in big cinematic form. And then you play the Guardians of the Game, the Guardians of the Galaxy game. And then, bam, you fight the Dweller in Darkness again. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was actually kind of well put together. But the game's super fun. Uh, I told you right now you can get it for about thirty bucks damn near anywhere. It's definitely a good buy, it definitely good vibes, it's fun, really fun writing. Like I told you the combat's kind of the the weakest part of the game. There are like some little glitches and stuff and little bugs I did come across. But then too serious. Also I love all the licensed music. You can actually play the game with unlicensed music so you don't get flagged. But whatever. I wasn't recording it. I just like, let it rock. You know, I love the huddle system. It's funny how the huddle system it's easier when you're like beat up because you can pick what like you could pick what's safe for when like your team's down and they need to be encouraged. But if they're like if you're in the battle and you're like destroying the battle, you're doing really really well. It's hard to pick the one to kind of keep them motivated. It's weird. I thought that was kind of interesting. But game was fun. Definitely enjoyed it. Definitely pick it up on PS Five, PS Four, Xbox, Xbox Series S. It's on everything. And I really hope maybe we get because think about in twenty twenty three supposed to get Spider-Man 2 with Miles Morales. We're to get a new Spider-Man game, a Wolverine game, and I hope maybe we get Guardians of the Galaxy 3, or 3, Guardians of the Galaxy, the game 2, which would be nice. But definitely check it out. I definitely love it. It was easy, my game of the year for 2021. Just super fun, super straightforward. It will cleanse your palate of the Marvel Avengers game. I promise you that. It will cleanse it. It will... You know, you will forget that game ever exists. Cause I actually haven't played that game, even though they have the DLCs that they added now. I haven't played it anymore. Cause I was just like, uh. But Guardians of the Galaxy does a really good job of like making you forget that game ever exists. So I hope iOS Montreal gets another property and they could do another game. But thank you for checking out this episode of the Aura Podcast. Like, share, comment, subscribe, just like always. Well, yeah, because this video is going to be on YouTube. So, like, share, comment, subscribe. It also goes up on all the podcasting sites as well. So, you'll be able to check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast. It'll also be on YouTube as well. Thank you so much for all the support of the Ora podcast. I greatly appreciate it. I greatly appreciate it. I don't know where greatly is, but that too. Um, here's to a great 2022. All forever, slicing, dicing, gaming. Not just the motto, it's a lifestyle. I'll see you next podcast. Later.